What's going on? It's Trevor. Back with Has Sports. This week we're going to be talking a lot more about baseball because spring training has officially started. College basketball is winding down. March Madness is about to start. Hockey is about to end in the professional world. Professional basketball is coming to a close and we got a lot of news coming up. The initial reaction to the unit is good. I like where we're going with this. I like how we're going to try to discover what we want to do when we grow older and how we're going to get there as individuals. I also think that this could be a good way to start to get comfortable with our how we feel about ourselves and another personal way of getting to where we want to be in life. So first I'm going to talk about the biggest deal of the offseason. Bryce Harper has officially signed. He is going to the Philadelphia Phillies for 13 years for 330 mil. That is an insane baseball deal. It's the most it's the most amount of years and money that somebody has ever been offered and accepted. Bryce Harper is about to become the highest paid baseball player in Major League Baseball history. He's my favorite player, but he's also a mediocre baseball player, so I don't think he's worth that. He definitely made the Phillies pay him about three times as much as they should have. I think he's probably worth around 150 mil, and they paid him 330. Good for him, he's getting paid very well. He's going to be able to provide for the rest of his life. He'll never have to work another day in his life. He's gonna be a Philly for the next 13 years. He paid respect to Roy Halladay, who passed away a couple years ago, one of the greatest pitchers that's ever pitched for the Phillies. He was number 34. Bryce Harper was 34, but he decided he's gonna change his number to three to make sure that nobody ever wears 34 again for the Phillies. I think that's a great gesture by Bryce Harper himself. I personally believe that he's one of the classiest men in baseball, but he also plays with that attitude where he doesn't really care what you think about, and that's personally my favorite way to play. Other free agency news. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, he's a closer, still hasn't signed. I'm not sure where that is in the race or anything. I don't think he's getting any offers, really. I think he's probably going to hold out until the season starts. Dallas Keuchel, same situation. One of a very reliable starter. Depending on the team he goes to, he'll be either a one or a two. But if he goes to a bigger name team, he'll probably be like a three. Um, I do believe that he should sign with a team that's in a lower market just so he can be that ace and get the most amount of money he can. I think if he signs with like a Yankee or the Cubs or the Astros again, I, he'll be a three or a four with those teams just because they have those starting pitchers. And another guy who hasn't really gotten a lot of uh, looks but is pretty solid is Brandon Morrow. He's another closer. He played with the Dodgers two years ago and with the Cubs last year, and he had a sub 2-5 ERA, which is very good at the big league level. He just hasn't been getting the looks that he needs. I think if he goes to a team that needs some bullpen help, I think he'll probably be 
the best option for him. And that's all I can really say on those free agents just because I'm not in that field and I don't know what is going on in their minds. The best time of the year has officially began. Spring training is back. They're about 10 games in. I'm very excited. I love watching spring training games just because you get to see all the players that are in the farm systems and all the guys that are trying to make that big league opening day roster. You see all the competitions and it's the best time of the year. You got some teams like the Rockies. I'll just use them as my example. The Rockies, they have their solidified starters. They got Nolan, Story, Blackman, Daniel Murphy, David Dahl, like all those guys, they're all solidified. But their second base race, they have three guys that are trying to compete for that second base spot, and that is awesome. I think whoever has the best spring training should get that starter. Whoever has the second best one should be also on that big league roster in case the guy who won it is having a down year to start the year. I think they can just switch them, have the other guy get to show what he can do. And I think whoever finishes last in that race out of the three, I think he should start his season in AAA just so he can get his feet going. And then if he has a good year and one of the two guys that made that big league roster, I think if they have a bad year or a down start to the year, all they have to do is just send one of those two down, bring that guy up, let him get his chance, and then all you have is like a carousel of people, which is just the three of them, and they're just going back and forth seeing who actually is able to solidify themselves as that starter and whoever can do that should be the one that starts the rest of the year and I think the Rockies are going to have a very good lineup from everything I've seen from all these spring training games Daniel Murphy great sign he is going off he's hitting 340 350 right now in spring training which is very good Nolan Arenado best move they made they signed him to that big extension, and it looks like it's going to pay off. He's doing very well offensively. He's doing insane things on defense already, and they haven't even been playing for three weeks. They've been playing for like a week and a half. Nolan Arenado is just, he's the dude. That's why they paid him as much as they did. Trevor Story, he's doing pretty well. He's got four steals, two homers, hitting around 300. That's pretty good. Start to the spring, if he can keep that consistent numbers going, I think he'll be a pretty solid all-star player again like he was last year and years in the years coming. Daniel, or not Daniel Murphy, David Dahl. He's another guy that I hope does really well this year. I think he's the only one on the base, Rockies baseball team that needs it. He came up in 2016 as a rookie did very well, but then got hurt. Missed all of 2017, was in the minors for the beginning of 18, got called up, wasn't the best, still played on the bench and stuff, and then Cargo and Para were struggling very mightily. They needed some help. So they put David Dahl in there. David Dahl tore it up. He was September's NL Baseball Player of the Month, which means he was the best player in the NL. And personally, I think if David Dahl can just keep doing what he's doing and get better and stronger, I think he'll probably be one of the centerpieces of this Rockies franchise for the next couple of years. 
But the biggest move that they had, and it wasn't even anything serious, it was just moving a player to a new position, was fan favorite and my one of my favorite players, Charlie Blackman. He got moved from center field to right field just because he's not the fastest guy out there. He doesn't have the best range in the field, but he's not terrible. He's a good, solid defender. But they moved him to right field because that's the shortest amount of distance in Colorado for the outfielders. Center field's very big, left field's pretty big, but right field's not as big as the other two. So they moved him there so he can get the most amount of time out of him and hopefully be able to play for the next couple years in Colorado because he is a fan favorite. He is somebody that people like myself go to games just to watch and now I know that if I'm going to a Rockies game, looks like I'm sitting in right field so I can watch my boy play. Now I'm gonna start talking about a little college baseball. There's a lot going on right now. LSU, they're starting to slip. Last week, or my last podcast, they were sitting at number one, Vandy was sitting at number two, and Florida was sitting at three. Well, things have changed. Florida's down to four, LSU's down to 10, and Vandy's up to one. Vanderbilt, I think they're probably going to be a team that has to run the floor this year. They're going to be the team everybody wants to get revenge on since they're always solid. They always have very solid players, very good coaching staff over there, very good pitching staff over there. Uh, LSU, they're talented. They got a couple freshmen that are starting for them that are looking like they're going to be All-Americans most likely. All SEC, they are stacked. They're just struggling a little bit because they're young and they need to get that experience in. But once I, I think once they start getting going with the season and get more than 14, 15 games under their belt like they do right now, I think once they hit that 50 mark, I think LSU will probably be in that top five competing for a chance to be one of those top seeds at the College World College World Series. Uh, the last team I want to talk about is Texas A&M. They are surprising everybody. Last week they were sitting at 14. This week they're sitting at 8. They have taken down a couple of very solid, solid baseball teams. Texas A&M, they're a big powerhouse team. They have a bunch of strong hitters. They, they're leadoff hitters, and they're two-hole. So the top two guys in their lineup, those are the only guys that have good speed on their team. The rest of them are average base runners, average runners in general, but they can hit the ball very far. LSU, Texas A&M, Vandy, I think those are my three teams that I think are going to be very good this year. All right, so it looks like that's all I have for this week's podcast. Next week or next time is going to be much more in-depth with what's going on in the sports world just because basketball will be coming to close, hockey is going to be coming to a close, college baseball will be in full swing, Major League Baseball will be just about to start the actual season, and a lot of football free agency news should be coming soon, so... I'll let you guys know what happens in the next couple of weeks. See you guys.